Hi, welcome to We Love Freely. We are a black and queer owned coaching business dedicated to help curate the ideal relationship you want with yourself and with others. The vision we have for this podcast is that we are a resource point for people who are currently looking for a relationship and looking for a better way to be satisfied in their current relationship. We hope to help those in monogamous, polyamorous, friendship, single, or any other various form of relationship that you practice today. Thanks you guys for coming to this podcast uh, in this episode with Mariah from yeah. Salty Sex Cast. Uh, so happy that she's here and discuss a few topics with us about uh, sexuality, sexual wellness, intimacy. I think there's something that everybody can relate to. And we're so happy that she's here to provide her resources and her experience and expertise on this topic. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here with us. Thank you so much for inviting me, Travis. I'm really excited. Um, obviously, I'm passionate about these topics. I have dedicated a lot of time and energy um, around it and within my own podcast and just my own journey. So I'm excited to share it. Obviously, I like to talk about it, um, but not everyone does. So yeah. let's have a conversation today. Exactly. Hopefully, we'll start some new conversation with folks with this one. Uh, so a little bit about Mariah. Uh, so she has a focus on health and wellness, uh, in regards to like education and providing sex positive education and kind of putting that out there. Uh, she grew up here in Utah, uh, and she's now post-Mormon, uh, and identifies as a bisexual folks. And so she, uh, likes to focus on sexuality and how we can build a better relationship with it that may have been kind of challenging in the past. Uh, some of the professional experience that Mariah has is she has a master's in health and promotion education, um, a board certified health and wellness coach, certified health education specialist, and human sexuality professor. So we are in very safe hands yeah. when it comes to uh, the words that she'll be guiding us through. Thank uh, you. If, yeah. Is there anything that I may have missed here? <laughs> nope. And and if you don't believe me, I've got all the pieces of paper behind me <laughs> on yeah, the yeah. wall. But um, I I. I'll tell you what, I didn't set out with this goal in mind. It was more of like, it was little conversations here and there and little discoveries along the way. And I just really listened to what energized me, mm. what started bringing up more questions. Um, Cause if I had questions, probably someone else had those questions. Yeah. And then it really, really bloomed into like a podcast and everything. Um, after I, I started my own coaching business and just seeing those conversations with people one-on-one, how much shame and discomfort a lot of people have talking around any type of topic. It doesn't even have to be sexual. It could just be relationships and how to have a conversation with somebody else and um, recognize unmet needs. Like it was just such a huge world that I was like, we need to have this conversation often and openly and, and in a normalize way. it 
and yeah. normalize it. Normalize yeah, it. yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and so I had mentioned earlier, you did grow up Mormon, and now you identify as post Mormon, and also as yeah. bisexual. So, what was that journey like for you? How did it lead to your interest in sex positive education? <laughs> um, so growing up Mormon, you know, the very strict views on sex and sexuality, and it's it's very gender rolled community and culture. And I never fit that mold. I was loud. I was curious. I was just a free spirit from day one. And my mom always called me her destroying angel because I was really <laughs> sweet, but I was going to go do it and I was going to pave my own way. And I don't care what got in my way. Um, and so like, she just always joked around about that, but, and, you know, my parents did the best that they could, but they worked with what they had. And a lot of that is, um, very outdated and actually harmful messages to many youth. And so, um, growing up with a lot of messages that conflicted with a lot of internal feelings was very confusing and really frustrating and actually so harmful. And, and I use sexuality as a tool to feel better. <laughs> so oh, okay. let yeah. me go, um, out and experience, um, you know, some ex sexual experience to in the moment feel better. But then the guilt and the shame afterwards mm. would be so debilitating that I felt like I couldn't even exist. So I did actually have a suicide attempt when I was younger and, um, directly correlated with the shame that I carried around with my, um, sexual activity. And, you know, there's, there's other things in my childhood, um, like messaging where, um, you're straight or you're not mentally healthy. So oh. it's a mental illness was what, you know, someone who was gay or bisexual, they, there's something happened that triggered this, that created their inability to like the opposite sex. And so it just, it was really confusing to me. So I was like, something's totally wrong. I'm wrong me, I'm not good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what my view was forever for the longest time. And I used sexuality or sex, honestly, as that immediate relief, but then it was the cyclical harmful cycle yeah. that just wasn't good. Um, but how'd you break that cycle? I didn't for a long, long time. Yeah. It was very unhealthy. Um, I, I dropped out of high school. It was so bad. Mm. And I do, I obviously graduated because I have my degrees and everything, but I, I missed a lot of my high school experience because I had so much shame and didn't fit the mold. And I couldn't ever put my finger on it because I could never have a conversation about it. Yeah. And so I couldn't realize, okay, it was self-value. It was self-image. It was feeling like I was worthy, feeling like I could say something not letting myself be coerced. I mean, just all these things, um, low self-esteem, way low self-efficacy. I didn't even know what self-efficacy meant. Yeah. Um, and so it was really difficult. Um, I was a really young mom as well. I got married right out of eight at 18. Cause I was told if you're going to be sexually active and living with somebody, you should marry them. Yeah. That lasted six months mm. and I was a wrecking ball that whole time I hurt many people because I had no clue what I wanted or how to ask for it or even how to recognize it. And so I was very destructive for myself and many other people around me. Um, and you know, was like, okay, something's wrong. 
and a, a young mom. And so then you start living for your kids and you kind of put a lot of those things on the shelf for a while. Um, but then I went back to college and started learning these things in health, um, learned about self-efficacy, learned about um, just sexual literacy and other things. And it was like, oh, I let all of that control my life and I don't want to. And I am not happy in this surface level church attendance that I was going for because that's where I was told I was going to be happy as if I kept going to church. Right. And then I'd be like pulled back and like have a crazy wild side and then be like, oh, I got to go be good and start doing this. And it just was never consistent. And so I was like, it's me who's wrong because I can't stay good. Right. Um, and so after going to school and learning a few things about myself, I was like, you know, I'm not happy at this in this religion. And I have family members who are um, you know, identify and are in the LGBTQIA community. And I want to, you know, support them. And me being a part of this church almost tells them that they're wrong. And I've never believed that they were wrong. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just decided and, and talked to my spouse and we were like, Hey, are you happy? No, are you happy? Okay. Let's bounce. And been yeah. really happy since, but uh, it was a really difficult journey outside of it mm-hmm. and to leave the church. Um, but we're really happy. We've raised our kids in a home that is, um, uh, religiously open, but we don't practice or, or support, or I shouldn't say support. We don't push any messages. We let our kids stay curious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned a sexual literacy earlier, like who introduced you to you? Like, did you take a class at college or you met somebody? Yeah, it it really all was school. Um, okay. Like I said, being a high school dropout um, and being a first person in my family to go to college was a big deal. So like just a lot of, um, you know, education really does open the doors. Yeah. And so when I, to get my high school diploma, I just did a lot of online classes, adult classes, all these things just to get the degree, the piece of paper, not mm-hmm. degree, the diploma. diploma. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're not actually learning. You're just reciting and regurgitating. Mm-hmm. And so in college, when I finally went, I think the reason I was there was for a totally different reason. I had that curiosity and um, I was a young mom, still, you know, going to school with three kids. So it was a lot but it was just so many connections that I never got and was really um, allowing myself to be curious because it was me who was keeping me there. It was me who was sending myself to school. It wasn't anyone else. Right. And so I was going to get out of it what I wanted out of it. And so I let myself just be curious and follow and changed my majors a couple of (laughs) times. I think I started in communications, ended up in health promotion and um, really loved it because of the health classes and, um, and one I have now taught is, is human sexuality and just being like, wow, I want to be like that person and that, that instructor in the class who can freely talk about this and not have that shame. Cause yeah. even listening to some of the stuff in class, I'm like, oh my gosh, looking around at other people. Are you okay with talking about this? Like, yes. What? Yeah. You just said clitoris out loud. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, and it's just so funny how uncomfortable I was. And then asking myself, why am I uncomfortable? Because then being a trained coach, sitting in your emotions and letting and listening and being fully present was another huge thing. I'm like, I don't think I've ever been fully present in a sexual encounter Mm. since I started, you know, being sexually active as a teen 
And so that just trying to train yourself for that was a huge eye opener for me. And I was like, I don't know how to ask for my needs. I don't know how to recognize them. And it's been a really, really long journey, really, really healing journey. Um, especially for, from, from being a survivor of sexual assault and, and creating space to, um, this is really weird to say out loud and probably some people can be very shocked to hear it, but being grateful for that experience because mm. when you've been in a really dark place, you appreciate the light even more. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's how I'm trying to explain it, but I'm sure. And there's some that are maybe still in the middle of healing other journey and can't even imagine that life can light. be like that. You know, you become yeah. your first victim when you first finally realize it. Cause some people don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And then you're a survivor, but yeah. that next level is being a thriver and being able to thrive in your life. And I feel like I've been able to reach that in this moment with that one historical event. Yeah, There's still other things. I'm still trying to get to that thriving stage, but yeah, you know, yeah, that's where it's I'm a journey. At. So like, yeah, this is multiple yeah. journeys all at once. <clears throat> it's actually funny. You're talking about like surviving because you have created this, um, this guy called sexual wellness, wellness survival, uh, which I thought was a really interesting name. And uh, I just wanted to know, like, do you believe like our sexual wellness is something that's like susceptible to being extinct and like needs help staying alive? Is that, is that why you think the word survival? Like, and where did you kind of learn this? Hi, you guys. Just wanted to step in real quick and talk about ways that you can support We Love Freely. As you are listening, if you like the content, please don't forget to follow and rate the show. It would really help to get the awareness of these free resources out there in the world. Additionally, if you're looking for more of a classroom-like resource, check out our website, We Love Freely, to purchase e-courses covering topics like struggling with jealousy to I want to spice up my sex life a little bit. You can find these e-courses and prices on welovefreely.com. That's W-E-L-U-V. F-R-E-E-L-Y.com. Thanks. Now back to the show. Well, I think, you know, for one, it was kind of a fun name to name it, right? A survival kit or a survival guide. Like you're just like, oh my gosh, I need this or I'm not going to be well, right? If you think of throwing a survival kit to go out camping in the wilderness, there's things you need or you're going to be miserable or, or not be able to survive in a healthy way. Right. Um, and that's the same with our sexuality, but it's been shrouded in so much darkness, secrecy, shame, whatever. We don't know what we actually need to thrive and, and survive and, and be well. Um, so this was just like a quick, easy checklist to be like, well, what do I have? Right. With some fun things, because when you go camping, you also want your treats and your trail mix and all that stuff too. Right. So we gotta have that. Yeah. But there's other things that, you know, have you thought of? a vibrator as something that's necessary to try to experiment with just to be, have an open opportunity with, I don't want to say an open relationship with your vibrator, but, um, so many people view that as kinky or dirty or even like competition. And so it's like, just, it's fine. Lube should have been first. Let's, let's be honest. I should have put lube first because that's the first (laughs) thing. Yeah. Um, but you can't have vibrator without toy cleaner and mm-hmm. protection is always great. You know, don't forget 
other parts that don't have to do with your genitals, right? Massage oil to like whole body experience. Still need to take care of yourself. So like multivitamins. And then there's the backup vibrator. Yeah. Too. The it's very important. <laughs> right. You just need a couple different ones. Yeah. You know, get them in different colors. Battery, you know, girls, the whole day. And then, you know, charger. And then I was just like, let's have some fun things that are aren't scary. Mm-hmm. These are maybe like introduction, introductory items to experiment um this sensory experience of sex and sexuality and being intimate, right? Mm-hmm. So um a blindfold or handcuffs. And then, you know, you want to be clean. So cleanup wipes, I think, are always handy. Sometimes they're like out of sight, out of mind, not really thinking like, you know, some of those comfort items are nice to have. Yeah. So just having this checklist is really nice to think of, especially when you go out on like a trip and you're like, what should we pack for our fun dates? I don't know. Like we can't bring the whole, the whole chest with us. Um, so it's just kind of a nice little checklist. And then you had C ring, which I assume is a cock ring. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. I didn't know. It is another word for it. Just the, so depending uh, on your, your, um, genitalia. Yeah, you, know, you, you can choose yeah. what you want, but I was yeah. like, "That's that's one again. It's 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 minimally invasive. It's not super scary. It's pretty yeah. easy to experiment with. Um, can't mess it up too bad yeah. if it's you're very new to this toy world. Yeah, um, if it's really uncomfortable, maybe let's more education is all. Yeah, I'll say. I was yeah. just gonna ask you, like, what do you? recommend to folks where like one partner is like very excited about this checklist but another one's kind of maybe intimidated or don't really see the point Mm. or just like i feel kind of like i'm about to be replaced what are some things that you would recommend to the partner who's comfortable with it they can say to the partner who isn't to kind of help them come along for the ride i mean we can ask that for absolutely everything right you know how do we talk to our partner when they don't want to go to the same restaurant with us how do we talk to our partner when they want kids? And I don't, you know, there's so many things that like, it's just, it comes down to communication and listening and validating where they're coming from. Right. Tell me what on this list makes you nervous. Anything on this list that you even know what, you know, don't know what it is that we can have a conversation around. Um, is it because I'm spending time and energy with a sex, you know, a sexual wellness survival kit list that you're like, what is wrong with our sexuality and our sexual relationship right now that needs a kit or needs a survival kit? Um, It could just be someone's threatened by that title that someone is, their partner is looking to improve. And so the other partner thinks there's something wrong and that's why you have to improve it. And so it's, it's very gentle language. It's a lot of validation on like, tell me, tell me what you're curious about. Or if you're noticing that you're the one who's a little threatened by your Mm -hmm. partner being extra curious, starting to Google search things, starting to like bring up conversations that you weren't ready for. Be like, what's going on? You know, like sometimes it's like, what's going on? Are you, are you cheating on me? Do you not love me anymore? You know, like those are defensive languages, right? We can say, I noticed doing some things that are different from our normal, you know, um, I'm kind of curious, uh, what's coming up for you. 
really being careful even to not ask why, why are you doing this? Cause that can be okay. accusatory. Um, so just being really curious and being like, tell me more about your research. Tell yeah. me more on what you're hoping to get with this survival kit. Oh, um, that's a, yeah. that, that's a huge, powerful yeah. question, right? Tell like, me more on what yeah. you're hoping to get. Well, yes. We can ask that for anything. Tell me yeah. more what you're hoping to get for this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Interesting. Yeah. And there's, I'm sure there's many other things that they can add to the sexual wellness that's not even on this list. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these are like the staples. If I yeah. had, if, if Mariah had to put her stamp on the sexual kit staples, that's what I would say. Yeah. At least start there. Exactly. Um, you don't have to jump into the deep end with a double-sided purple three foot long something or other, right? right? Like that's super scary and intimidating. But if you're like first, just like, you know, we've never really had this conversation or I don't know where to start either. This is a great starting. This is a good, mm -hmm. you know, nudger. There we go. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and of course, this guy that we're talking about will be in the show notes. You have a link to it. And and this is a you know this is a good uh standard it's a good uh, rubric so like you can create your own at home if you want to as well mm -hmm. this is something that we would like to provide for you guys yeah but uh yeah so and it's a beautiful PDF so come yeah. on I'm yeah. all about the keep it digital let me just mark it off yeah super cool save the trees <laughs> <laughs> one of these days I'll have an app and it'll be so easy oh yeah that's cool <laughs> uh so. Moving forward with this guide, do you believe it's uh, necessary to define particular terms about sexuality to see what's the point when we ask, like, why do we even need this guide in the first place? And I asked, like, in around, around the terms of, like, maybe to kind of talk about what is sexuality? What does, what does sex even look like? For some people, sex mm -hmm. is just cuddling. Some people, sex has to be penetration. Yeah. So do you feel like it's necessary to kind of define these terms? when you're moving forward with guys like this? 100% when you are connecting with somebody else. Um, it's also really valuable to ask yourself when I say sex, what do I mean? And first start there. What is my interpretation of this word? Um, that's a big one. And, and if you've noticed when I said, you know, sex, sexuality, intimacy, I kind of list off a couple of them for a reason because we all have our own life experiences, our own introductions of these words, our own um, interpretations. And so, I mean, even the best researchers out there on sex and sexuality um, struggle to define some of these words, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's, it's the best way I can say is it's everything's a spectrum. Everything has some type of extreme um, or reduced rigid and, you know, not so rigid side of that word. And so asking yourself, what does that mean to you? And then bringing that up with a partner, um, you know, so if someone's like, oh, we're not going to go all the way and be like, well, yeah. oh, tell me what you mean when you say all the way, uh, tell me what you mean by that. Right. Yeah. That's that question. That's going to yeah. be more just that curiosity. That's not accusatory. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's a really important because even my spouse and I, we laugh about that. I mean, maybe sometimes um, we laugh when it's not an issue. 
Um, but the whole, I, I love to just be out with friends and very social. And it was like, Hey, just text me when you're out there. And Mm. I'm like, okay. I send a text done. I can go be with friends, but it's more of like, Hey, just check in continually. And what do you mean when you say continually, what is your definition or what's too late for you? Right. Could be too not too late for me. So just getting really clear anytime there is an opportunity for miscommunication is typically those kind of words, right? Yeah. Um, so when you're talking about sex or sexuality, um, or even intimacy, because you can be intimate with yourself, but some people think and it's only with one person mm-hmm. and romantically intimate, meaning it, you know, it has to be. Um, this one side of you that you only showed to a committed partner that's probably sexually charged. Um, but really you can be intimate with friends. You can right. be intimate with the, you know, out in nature and just, it's opening up. I have the de- definition that's opening up yourself, um, um, and being authentically you and holding space for that person or that, experience to be authentically them. Right. So without judgment, I feel like that's a huge piece for intimacy for me. I have like a higher threshold. Um, I shouldn't say threshold higher. Um, yeah, maybe threshold is correct. Um, intimacy. Like you, I'm very strict on that definition for myself, but like sex, I'm like, "Mm, it could be this. It could be that. What do you want to agree on what sex is for us yeah. and between you and I, or if it's in a polyamorous relationship, you know, do we all, everybody involved in the polycule or anything, do we all need to figure out what this definition is and have agreed upon definition? Um, so that's, so, what, that's intimacy doesn't, so intimacy doesn't have to be about sex. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. So what are some examples of intimacy moments? that you would say it does not involve sex? Um, I think it just having like a really honest heart to heart conversation with a good friend, right? That's like an intimate moment. If someone came in and you're just connecting with that person, it is not sexually driven. There is no sexual energy. It's like, if you want to start using platonic or any other, you know, but that is an intimate connection with that friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I say intimacy, um, even being intimate with yourself, asking yourself, uh, am yeah. I showing up who I am? I've had some really amazing moments and actually quite recently, um, where I intentionally set these moments aside to have an intimate time from with myself. Some mm-hmm. of it was sexually driven, but most of it was more of just like, I accept me and, you know, every day I want you to work on yourself, but you don't have to always be better. And it was just like, oh, I'll probably get a little emotional, but it was a beautiful moment yeah. of just like being there with myself and just accepting who I was. And, and so that, and that's why like intimacy is just really important to think of like honest, authentic connection. Mm-hmm. Um, it can definitely be sexually charged or have that sexual component to it. And mm-hmm. what many of us consider is that is probably, um, so that's why I have this intimacy goals worksheet. 
Yeah. Because it can be with you and yourself. It can be with mm. you and a romantic partner. It can be you and a friend, whatever that looks like. Um, you're open to it, but it kind of breaks it down of, you know, so often we're like, oh, I want to do this better. Or I finally realized what one of my needs isn't being met. So I want to make a goal to try to meet that goal, uh, that oh. need better. Right. Yes. Okay. But that's a huge piece of like, how do I break that down instead of just saying, you know, I want to have more alone time. Yeah. That's super vague. That's great. Yeah. That's a great topic because it is vague. Yeah. Yeah. Super vague. And <clears throat> it's like, okay, alone time meaning what? What, what? do you mean? Yeah. You have to define what you mean when you are setting your goal. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it obviously has like a topic and an area. So your topic right. is like alone time. The area is maybe like self-improvement. Okay. Um, or if the topic is, oh gosh, uh, maybe I want to talk dirty better um, okay. for my partner. So that yeah. area is sexual, right? right? And so considering that, yeah. you want to always have a start date and an end date, um, doesn't mean it ends there and you're done working on it, but it just right. means that's where you're going to measure your success and be watching for it. And maybe we need to go back. Yeah. And or it's just a good check-in time. It's a great yeah. check-in. Yeah. It's a great check-in. Yeah. Is this a long, long-term goal or is this a short-term goal? Cause maybe it's a reach goal, yeah. right? If it's really big and out there and you haven't even started anything in that area, uh -huh. like if you've never said anything out loud, your partner or like have never listened to dirty talk or anything like that. You're just like starting brand new. I would maybe suggest a shorter time frame to mm -hmm. practice this, to get familiar with it and then build upon that. Right. Mm -hmm. So the goal description in detail, what does this mean? Um, it means this, this, and this, do I need any materials? You know, I might need to go look at some books or other resources okay. on dirty talk. Yeah. Um, I might need to chat with somebody else. You know, that's just yeah. thinking of all the outside resources that aren't within yourself. That's what's really nice of having uh -huh. it listed because then you're like, okay, low priority is this, high priority is I probably should go to the library or um, maybe I'm okay watching porn and using that as a resource, but knowing that, that I'm intentionally using it. Yeah. And then I love affirmations. Yeah. Uh, I would ask you, like, what are some examples of affirmations? Intimacy. Affirmations are a big piece of helping self-efficacy. Okay. So self-efficacy, you can build it in a few different ways, but a big one is um, um the word just left me. <laughs> when someone's talking to you in a positive manner, it's not positive self-talk. Like encouraging? It's yeah, it's kind of like encouragement. Um, uh, it's not quite cheerleading, but it's more like I believe in you. Yeah. Um, so someone else can say that to you, but in an affirmation, you're telling yourself that. Yeah. So a good affirmation could be, um, I know you can do this. I know this is hard. You can like affirm that discomfort. Hey, I know this is maybe new for you, but I'm excited for you to try. Yeah. Like easy, right? Staying positive, um, but maybe also affirming some of the the negative feelings or the hesitations or the nervousness yeah. around things. Acknowledging it, if, for sure. We can't ignore those, right? Yeah, like they're just going to get louder and louder if we ignore them. Yeah, exactly. So, and then the very specific steps, like yeah. how are you actually going to break this down? 
Um, you know, is the first one just to listen to what other people do for dirty talk? Is it maybe mm-hmm. writing a few things down, practicing in a mirror? I don't know, right? Like yeah. it could be a lot of different things, but that's important for you. And then at the very, very end of your goal, writing your reflection. How did it feel? Um, did you have uh, what you defined as success? Did you meet that successfully? Or did you have another lesson in there? Um, it's, it's not a fail. It's a lesson, right? We're learning. We're like, okay, nope. It was too high of a goal for me. It was really uncomfortable. I've never done that before in my life and wasn't ready for it. Or that's a reflection, you know, just being able to sit in that moment and consider what went well and what did you learn from it? And maybe what would you like to try next? Cool thing about this again, fill Fillable PDF, recyclable. Yeah. Yeah. Keep doing that. (laughs) If you do over and over again. Yeah. If they work this time, you just set up a new one. Mm -hmm. Now, and of course, we're, this will also be in the show notes as well. As could be literally just walk all the way through this. Um, This is amazing. Now, uh, we kind of focus a little bit on like the goal just for themselves. Now, what if you have a goal with your partner? Do we need like two separate worksheets or should we work on it together? Um, do you think like maybe dirty talk, the dirty talk example, do you, is it necessary to work through those steps with your partner or just like to do that on your own? That's a really great observation because what if I think my partner wants more dirty talk and my partner really doesn't. And then I just listed off all these things. I worked really, really hard on this goal and it went laid flat, right? Like it wasn't appreciated maybe was like received really poorly. Um, I think it's really important to uh, first ask yourself why this goal is important to you Mm. and how do you know that? Um, Yeah. My, my, my partner did mention they liked when I dirty talked. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Then, you know, talking about that with them, is that part of your goal? Do you want to let them know you're working on it? Because mm-hmm. it could be really embarrassing and may even hold this like expectation in the other partner's head. Like, oh, I know you had a goal sheet about talking dirty. Why aren't you talking dirty anymore? Or why didn't you do it? Yeah. So then it could uh. be accusatory or like this other, unless you've had a conversation with your partner or partners around the accountability pieces. Mm. Um, you can absolutely do joint goals, but it's going to be, um, a lot of, a lot more nuanced pieces of like, can we define what each word is when we say this? Yeah. Um, you know, okay, I'm committing to this piece. Can you commit to that? Like if we want to just be more intimate, more frequently, Maybe I, the ask from you is to like, bring it up a little more often, you know, give me a couple nudges and I'll commit to not having my evening so loaded. So then I have more energy or, you know, it could just be like, okay, I see. I'll tell you every single argument you have with your partner or partners, there's an unmet need there. Mm -hmm. So if you can recognize it and you both are willing to work on it and commit to some type of growth piece to it, this worksheet is going to really support that. Yeah. But if you can't recognize the unmet need, this, you'll spin your wheels, 
feel very frustrated and almost feel like it's a waste of time. Yeah. Um, it can almost create more contention too. So there's definitely a time and place. If you're not sure where you're at, this is the best time to phone a friend. You got yeah. a couple coaches on this call. Like, you know who to talk to. Um, you know, coaching is really good to be that sounding board of helping you recognize, do I know this? Am I confident with where I'm going? Maybe even if you are having a hard time admitting, um, I shouldn't say admitting, having a conversation around some of these topics that could be a little um, more embarrassing or just more private. Some people just want to be yeah. private still. And I absolutely honor that. Um, the best exercise I ever did when I was training to be a coach was I had to coach several clients and never know what their topic was. Wow. That's so they crazy. had to answer all their questions on a piece of paper. And then I had to probe and be like, how do you feel what that is? I feel good. Okay. Are you confident with where your next step is? Yes. And like, and just go with that. I had no clue what their answers were. Um, and so it really made me a strong coach knowing that I don't need to know all your details to still support you and yeah. guiding you to the next step. Exactly. We just need to yeah. pick a focus and then we'll just spend time on that. And then you can provide whatever information you need as we mm -hmm. progress yeah. in this journey. Yeah. Yes. I love that. And I, I feel like, yeah, we kind of hit on the spot. If you guys need any help, you know, utilizing or applying this resource, you can always reach out to Mariah at Salty Sex Cast or to me, Travis, at We Love Freely. Um, you can check out my website and book a session with me. Uh, Mariah, where can they find you? Like, what's your website, socials, all that good jazz? Yes. So for the podcast and all things fun, sexual, yada, yada, <laughs> saltysexcast.com. For my coaching and a lot of my wellness services, that'll be at balanceyourwellnesstoday.com. Perfect. Yeah. And we'll have those links in the show notes as well. So you guys can reach out to her and keep up to date with the work that she's doing and the work that I'm doing as well. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for like walking through those resources. I think a lot of people will just like love and just eat this up and hopefully we'll reach out to you after this episode. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for Thank being you here. so much yeah. for uh, inviting me, Travis. It's been a pleasure. Obviously, I can talk about this all day. So let's connect again, please. Yes. And sure. um, again, thank you so much. Yeah, cool. I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye, you guys. Again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of We Love Freely. Please check out the show notes for copies of the resources we went over today and contact information for our guests. Additionally, please check out We Love Freely on Instagram and TikTok to keep up to date on future episodes and live chats. Hope you have a gorgeous week. Much love. Mwah.